the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning, church family. And welcome to all of those who have joined us for this live stream worship service coming from the Sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Problems, How Does God Use Them in Our Lives? Sooner or later, everyone, regardless of age, gender, position, nationality, economic status, race, or religion, experiences some form of adversity or trouble. No problems are a part of life. No one is exempt from the trials and the tribulations of life. Sometimes Christians will raise the issue, why am I having all of these problems? Maybe God is angry with me. Maybe he's punishing me for something that I've done. But I just want you to know that God doesn't cause our problems, but he uses them for our good. We cause most of our problems. Other people cause problems. The devil can cause problems. The world can cause problems. And nature can cause problems. We see it in earthquakes and hurricanes and tornadoes and uh, plagues such as coronavirus. But it really doesn't matter why or who caused the problems in our life. Regardless of the source, God can use them for good in the life of the believer. Anyone can bring good out of good, but God knows how to bring good out of bad. And today we'd like to look at four ways God uses problems for good in our lives. If we look at First uh, Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, Peter says, and I'm reading from the message paraphrase, Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. So Peter is saying that God has a long-term benefit planned for those of us who 
handle our problems correctly. God doesn't cause problems, but he certainly uses them. And as Jeremiah tells us in uh, Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 33, he takes no pleasure in making life hard, in throwing roadblocks in the way. God doesn't get joy out of giving us problems, but he does have a purpose behind every problem. And so the question is, how does God use our problems? Number one, God uses problems to direct us, to point us to a new direction, to give us a different path. Sometimes we are headed down one direction and God says, I don't want you going that way. And so he puts a roadblock. It forces us to go a different direction. Solomon says in Proverbs 16 and verse 9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Human beings plan but God directs. Now, how does that work? You know what that means to plan. We make all kinds of plans. We set our goals, establish our objectives, lay out our priorities, clarify our values, and set some dreams. But then it says, but God determines or directs our steps. Now, how does God direct when we are making our plans. One word, problems. Have you noticed that problems often change your plans? You make all of these plans and then very few of them actually happen the way that you plan them. Why? Because problems come in the way. And problems change plans. You can make your plans, and and certainly you should, but God is going to direct your life if you are a believer, and one of the ways he does it is that he allows a roadblock when he has a better idea for our life. Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 30, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. We have all had this. Someone has said that we don't change when we see the light, we change when we feel the heat. Now, pain is a powerful motivator in our lives. It gets us going. It is a Greek philosopher, Aristotle, who said, we only learn through pain. Some of the things in life we have learned, we learn by being burned. Now remember the famous story in the Bible of the prodigal son, which I spoke on, on on Father's Day. This young man comes to his father one day and says, Dad, I want you to give me my inheritance now. And so the father gives him his inheritance. He went as far away from his father as he could get and uh, totally blows it in the big city by wild living, or we could say by wine, women, and song. Eventually, he runs out of 
all his money and ends up living in a pig pen with pigs, and he is forced uh, to eat pig food. He's down in the dumps. He has hit bottom. And the Bible says, when he came to his senses, he said, I'm going to get up and go back home to my father. And that's so typical. We often never change until we hit bottom, until things get really bad. We would rarely change if we didn't have any pain or problems in our lives. We would postpone all of the difficult decisions. We would put off getting things right in our life. We would ignore illnesses if we didn't hurt. Any time you have emotional pain in your life, depression, worry, stress, guilt, anger, loneliness, fear, resentment, it is God saying to you, hello, I want to direct you in a new way. It's a warning light saying that you're not doing it the way God wants you to do it. And so he allows these little warning lights of emotional pain in our life to say, this is not the right way to go. We change only when our fear of change is exceeded by our pain. Isn't that true? None of us really want to change. We are all afraid of change. Yet when the pain gets worse than the fear of change, all of a sudden we go, I think I'll change. Pain motivates us. So God uses problems to direct us, to prod us, to push us, to prompt us to change. Here is a question that we need to ask. Where is this problem leading me? But the second thing is God uses problems to correct us. In Hebrews chapter 12, 8 through 11, we read, God corrects all his children. And if he doesn't correct you, then you don't really belong to him. Our earthly fathers correct us, and do we still respect them? Isn't it even better to be given true life by letting our spiritual father correct us? Our human fathers correct us for a short time, and they do it as they think best. But God corrects us for our own good because he wants us to be holy as he is. It is never fun to be corrected. In fact, at the time, it is always painful. But if we learn to obey by being corrected, we will do right and live at peace. So we need to understand the difference between correction and punishment. And I've spoken about this many times. But they are not the same. Punishment looks at the past. You do something wrong and you're punished for it. Correction looks at the future. Here's how to do it differently. Punishment is past-oriented. It's about guilt. You did wrong and you're being punished. Correction or discipline, however, is future-oriented and says, this is the path I want you uh, to follow. Let's do it differently next time. God never punishes his children. Why? Because Jesus Christ took 
our punishment on the cross. He, whereas he does not punish us, he corrects us. He disciplines us. He loves us enough to correct us. God doesn't enjoy correcting us, but he does it because he loves us. An uncorrected child is an unloved child. The Bible is quite clear about that. It says that correction is proof that we are a part of God's family. Parents know that sometimes the only way to train a child is through pain. You have to let your children experience the consequences of their own stupid decisions, and that is the way they learn. Job chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Consider yourself fortunate if God, all-powerful, chooses to correct you. It is a privilege to be corrected by God. It's an honor. It shows that God loves us. Problem is God's megaphone. Problem is God saying, hello, wake up. Something is out of whack in your life. I'm trying to get in touch with you. Often we avoid the truth until we are forced to face it. Someone has said, the truth will set you free, but first it will make you miserable. You see, problems are educational. God uses them to educate us. Life is a school and problems are the curriculum. That illness that you went through may have been the best thing that could have happened to you. That separation, that divorce, that job that you lost, that trial, that difficult and stressful situation or that conflict may have been the best thing that could have happened to you. Why? It forced some issues to the front about you and you learned something about yourself and about God. God may want to teach you about an area of weakness, a blind spot, an area that needs to be worked on. And God may want to use your problems to teach you about his love, his care, his faithfulness, and the fact that he keeps his promises. You don't know God is all you need until God is all you have. You see, when you lose everything else and all you have left is God, you are going to learn that that's enough. All you need to do is to trust him. So when problems arise, don't ask why. Why is this happening to me? Ask what? What do you want me to learn, Lord? So here's the question. What is this problem teaching me? Because God uses problems to direct us and correct us. But number three, God uses problems to protect us. Sometimes the pain of a problem can protect you from something worse. It can actually be a blessing in disguise. David says in Psalm 91 and verse 3, For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. You see, we can't see the hidden traps of life. 
So God has put something in the way that keeps us from falling into those traps. In the Middle East, shepherds who have a sheep that is constantly wandering into danger, where it might get attacked by wild animals or fall off a cliff, if they can't control that little lamb, they will sometimes break its leg in order to protect it from a greater harm. Sometimes God does that in our lives. Not, li- not literally break our leg, but um, let us go through problems to protect us from greater harm in our lives. It has taken me a long time to learn that disappointments are often God's appointments. A lot of times when I'm going through a problem, I want to solve it. This is just what men quite often do. You hear a problem, you want to solve it. But I've learned that sometimes I don't need to solve the problem. God has allowed the particular disappointment or problem to prevent a greater harm in my life. I just need to see a warning sign in the problem. Perhaps uh, this past week somebody did or said something uh, intending to harm you. But God can use it for good. So whatever they intended it for, God can use it for good. He can use it to protect and to direct your life. So when you and I are going through a problem, it really all boils down to this question, will you trust God? In the midst of the problem, realize that there is no problem greater than God. Proverbs 20 and uh, 24 says, The Lord directs our steps, so why try to understand everything along the way? We will never understand the reasons for all of the problems that come into our lives. And we can drive ourselves crazy trying to figure out what's going on. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why did that person say this or why did that person say that? You see, you don't have to figure it out. Even though we don't always understand it, God can always use it. He can use problems to protect us. So when we face a problem, we should ask, how is this problem protecting me? What is this problem preventing from happening in my life? See, God uses problems to direct us, to push us in a new direction. He uses problems to correct us, to get us on the right path. And God uses problems to protect us, to keep us from falling into something far more harmful. And then finally, God uses problems uh, to perfect us. God uses problems to perfect us, to make us into his image, to help us to grow up spiritually and become like Jesus in character. Our greatest spiritual growth will not come on the mountaintop, but in the valley. Our greatest spiritual growth doesn't happen on the sunny summer days when everything is going great in our lives. Our greatest spiritual growth will be in the dark days when things are not going good in our lives and we turn to God for his help. 
God will use those days in our life for good if we allow him to do so. Pain is a high cost of growth. We want the product without the process. We want the growth without the pain. But that's impossible. The very thing that discourages us most right now is the thing God wants to use to develop us. I don't know what problems you're going through, but in a congregation of this size, there are lots of problems that we, our members are going through. But I'll tell you this, they are not an accident. God wants to use them in your life. If you respond to them correctly, you're going to be rewarded in eternity with rewards that will last forever. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 17 and 18, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And then Paul also says in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope. Of salvation. You see, your problem is not your problem. Your problem is how you respond to the problems of life. When does your problem become a real problem? When you respond in the wrong way. When you lose God's perspective on what is going on. When you start blaming other people for the problems in your life. When you become bitter, angry, and resentful. When you lose your sense of humor. When you refuse to forgive. And when you focus on your problem and not on God. So the question is, how is this problem making me a better person? So what should you do when problems come? You should say, God, I know that nothing comes into my life by accident. So I want you to use this circumstance, this situation, uh, to direct me, to correct me, to protect me, and to perfect me. God allows problems to come into our lives to help us and not to hurt us, to bless us and not to curse us, to make us and not to break us, to strengthen us and not to weaken us. We need to remember that no matter how harsh the test, no matter how difficult the situation, no matter how painful the ordeal, no matter how disappointing the circumstance, no matter how strong the opposition, no matter how fierce the enemy, no matter how severe the storm, no matter how steep the climb, 
no matter how dark the night, no matter how dreadful the crises, and no matter how heavy the burden, God's grace will always be sufficient to see us through. And as John Newton says in that great hymn, "'Tis grace hath brought us safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.